This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on authenticity, created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season three of the podcast. Hey, we are super excited. This is going to be our last free workshop of 2020, and we are bringing Judy back to do it with us. This one is a great workshop to do around the holidays when things can seem hectic. Maybe you're not feeling as rooted or grounded in yourself. Jump on in, grab a friend, do it by yourself. Although we highly encourage community and we'd love to have you join us. So let's jump on in, introduce Judy and get this workshop rolling. You'll need a pen, a piece of paper and our worksheet, which you can download in the show notes. All right, excited to get started with you guys. Recording. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I feel like I can kick this one off a little bit. Um, Go, okay. (laughs) No, that was co. Co. Oh, cool. Cool. K-O-O-L. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, So this episode is really cool. They all are. This one is going to be another recorded workshop with um, the amazing Judy Dano. And so we're going to do this final workshop of the year. It's a workshop on presence, which I know is kind of like a, in the world of like personal development and mindfulness, like I feel like we've all kind of heard that. And so we're taking a little bit more of like an authentic approach to presence And so it's going to be a bit more of an experience, I'll say an experiential workshop more than anything else. And we really invite you today to let go of like what you think presence is or isn't or whatever. And we're kind of just going to play. So this um, episode is going to be about 30 minutes workshop where you can participate with us and then a 30 minute ish ish conversation on presence and just like what that means to the three of us and how we're playing with it and how it shows up, how it doesn't, all that stuff. So if you are planning on participating in the workshop, definitely go to the show notes. There will be um, a link to the actual worksheet that you can use as a part of this conversation and just use the pause functioning as, as you need to, to give yourself more or less time um, to be able to reflect and be with what is. And we highly encourage you to, like, if you want to do this with other people and have a live conversation, that is honestly the best thing. The community help is the community support, community witnessing is so powerful. So we highly encourage that. Anything else that you want to share, Janelle? Um, for anyone who hasn't listened to any of our past workshops, Judy, do you want to just give them a little background on you and thrive and where you come from sure awesome um yeah first of all thanks again for having me um these are always a blast i i thoroughly enjoy the conversations that the three of us um you know have during these workshops and and uh our recordings here so thank you um it's fun 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 to be here uh about me love this part of it (laughs) (laughs) I got into kind of the personal development scene. Um, I feel like almost my whole life I've, I've been super intrigued by people and, and all of that, but, um, I got super, I dove in super, um, 
deep starting in 2012 and have been doing this journey for for quite a while now. And um, I own a business called Thrive. We're a human development company. We um, started out in more of the personal side of things. And now we've really shifted into the uh, business side of things where we're trying to meet people where they're at. Um, and most people are, are, or many people are in, in business. That's where they work the majority of their time or where they are the majority of their time. And so we thought, can we bring the personal side of things to um, the, the, you know, two people at work. And so that's what we've been trying to do and what we're currently doing and um, seeing really great results from it. And we work with individuals. Um, we also work with, uh, like I said, we go in and we work with teams and uh, we just really kind of take, Rachel, you kind of said, we, you know, this holistic approach, we take this holistic approach to um, let's really develop people as a whole human and, um, you know, it's surprisingly things are shifting within organizations and it's actually um, being really, really well received and there's powerful results if, if we can actually take care of people. And so that's, that's a little bit about us. Um, yeah. Check us out on thrivehdc.com. Yeah. And I'll just plug, we'll put some links in the show notes and Judy is one of my life coaches. I highly recommend her. So I'll have a link to like her email will be in there. Um, and then there's a bunch of programming that, that Thrive does too. I know we've plugged it before, but I can't, I can't speak highly, highly enough about it. It is personally changed my life. So, all right. With that said, let's go. 2021 is going to be a big year for the True North Collective. Rachel and I are super excited to be offering a new set of workshops all around authenticity. So if you enjoyed this workshop or you've enjoyed any of our previous pre-recorded workshops, you are going to love what we've been working on in 20 for 2021. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram and on our mailing list because we are going to be releasing some exclusive promotions coming up soon for you all to join us in 2021. All right, let's jump into this workshop. Um, so how this will work is Judy and I are going to facilitate and then Janelle is going to be participating. So you'll kind of get to, to feel it, but we all answer and participate because we're all learning. There's no real experts here. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So to kick this off, um, if you have the worksheet in front of you, um, we're just going to ground in the first two questions, which are what made you show up for this today, this workshop, this space? What do you hope to get from this time? And then the second question you'll see is what are you feeling right now? And are you present? So I'm going to just give some time to answer those questions. We're going to encourage you to hit pause. And once you've answered the questions, feel free to hit play and the workshop will continue. All right. Whatever your thoughts are, go ahead and wrap them up. And does anyone feel super inspired to share first? I can go as uh, the participant. <laughs> um, what well, we reached out for the workshop, definitely just it's a busy space and time in life and this is going to give me the opportunity to get grounded and then how am I feeling right now this is also probably why it's great that I showed up um, anxious not present future tripping uncertain and scared those are the words that came up for me this morning so I'm excited to be here thanks for being here Janelle I'll go I 
what came up for me and why I showed up for this workshop is I'm really feeling the, um, that energy of giving, like, I really want to like show up and give and share. Um, and then with that, it's with a sharing with an, with, um, an intention of like collaborating and being a part of something that like builds something. So I was surprised that that showed up for me today. And then I do feel really present. I haven't felt present this week all the time, but I feel really present right now. And what that feels like is like, I can feel myself in my body. I can feel my, my feet and I can feel my clothes on my skin and I can hear the sounds around me. And I, <clears throat> I definitely, I feel like I'm here with you doing this. And that is really cool because it doesn't always stay that way, but I feel it right now. And I'm like, woo, that feels good. So, yeah. Well, I love it. Love both of those answers because <laughs> I'm kind of in between. So that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> the reason why I showed up for this workshop was uh, I love the topic of presence. I feel like it's not, I feel like it's, it doesn't feel like an expansive topic. Um, yet I think it is so incredibly expansive and, and uh, very much an important practice for well-being and success. And so I just, I really love to come together and have those conversations and, um, you know, feel inspired and find insights and growth. And um, the way that I like to do that is through conversation and interacting with other people. So I'm super um, excited and that's why I showed up. Uh, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling, like I said, a little bit in between. I feel very much present um, in, like Rachel described, I can feel my body sitting in the chair. I feel very much present in my body. And yet at the same time, I do have somewhere to go after this um, where it's a little bit of a trip. I'm going to see my mom, um, which is about an hour drive and, you know, and we're in COVID and you know, like we get, so there's never, so nowadays presence is a little bit harder for me um, on the daily practice because I feel like there's so much more to think about when you're doing um, anything. And so it's, how are we, how am I staying safe and, and all of those things. So, um, but at the same time, like, so I think about it as I'm practice, I'm using this opportunity as a practice for presence and just to remember to stay, to stay here. I love that idea of, of using this to practice it instead of feeling like you have to just be there. Like, mm -hmm. and I also love what you said which kind of will start to go into the exploration. I'll let you take the take the baton. Um, but I like how you spoke to the fact that presence can seem not very expansive. And yet when it's almost like when you, so when I was in advertising, we used to always try to like distill the idea down to like the simplest nugget that you possibly could, because the simpler that it was, there's actually way more you could do with it. And the more like, depth and palpability could come from that simplicity because it was just, you just were coming at it in a million different ways, all reinforcing that one thing. And it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Like if you can sit with the simplicity that it is, there's actually so much to it. So I appreciated that. I, I totally agree with that. I think that that description is very interesting um, because it, to me, that makes so much sense. I think it's one of those things um, 
where, and we're going to get into that, but you know, it, it, it seems like so, so, so simple. And, and yet at the same time, why is it so hard to do? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Okay, cool. Let's move into explore. <laughs> I'm going to let you kind of set the, set the space a little bit, Judy. Sure. Um, so for me, when I'm thinking about presence and I, like we just were talking about, there's this simplistic, um, kind of, I almost get the sense of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know I'm supposed to be present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And, um, and yet when, and, and then the other thing I think that happens is that, and I am a meditator, I do have a meditation practice. Um, I think a lot of people think that presence is I go sit in a corner and I meditate and, um, and actually, it's interesting. I'm doing a, a mindfulness workshop right now, uh, and and which has been really interesting. Um, talking about all different aspects of mindfulness, not just the present component of mindfulness, which kind of seems like that that doesn't make sense, but it does. Um, and so it's like the purpose and all of that. But when I think about presence from from that simplistic kind of nugget that you talked about, Rachel, for me that is where the expansion comes in because when I can be super present, when I can be in that practice and, and stay in the essence of, of kind of my being in every situation, it creates a full experience of life for me. And so that's really what I take away when I think about presence and you described it perfectly. Like when I, when I can become more simple, and and more kind of grounded in who I am in the moment. Um, and again, I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do. I mean, obviously, I shared that in the beginning. I shared that you know, right now I'm not. I wasn't feeling a hundred percent present. And I think that might be something interesting to talk about too. What is a hundred percent presence? Like, is that even possible? Is it attainable? You know, and do we want to use the word attainable when we're talking about presence? Um, I don't know. So um, that's kind of the, the, the lens that I come from when I think about it. Yeah, and what I heard there too, which kind of dovetails into the next two setup points is like, I just wrote down presence isn't peace, which it is, but it's not, and I'm just speaking from my own experience right now, presence for me isn't about reaching that, like trying to strive for peace. Presence is being able to like recognize that I am in anxiety and this is what it feels like and I'm here with it. And then peace almost gets derived from that because I'm just experiencing what is versus trying to make it be anything. Does that make sense? For me, it makes complete sense. And because I used to struggle with anxiety and depression, like severe, like debilitating anxiety and depression. And the thought of staying with my anxiety was terrifying. <laughs> like I cannot be present. And so the more I kind of pushed it away, the, the bigger it would come up, it would come up. And then it would be, you know, it would kind of eke out in, in ways or unexpected times when it just, you know, wasn't appropriate or you know like or it was in these areas that I was just even more terrified and so when I think about it from that perspective like that is literally how I got through my anxiety was being able to to lean into it and and like you said it's not about this like ohm calm that we're <laughs> you know 
doing off in the corner. It's how can I be present in every single emotion or, or thing that I'm experiencing in life? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you're trying to get to the calm ohm, you're bypassing the actual experience of presence. Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of crazy. As soon as the person in like the anxious state this morning, you saying that again, like all I wanted to do this morning is like, how can I get out of this? How can I solve my anxiety? And you being like, just sit in it. And like instantly I'm like, that actually feels better. It does. Just, it's bizarre. Like, okay. I don't need to solve anything. Like just you're anxious right now. It's okay. Just be anxious right now. So thank you. It's already helping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's one of the, the, the messages from my life experience that I think is, has been really helpful for people um, is, is that message of when you sit with it, it actually, it actually feels better. <laughs> And it sounds crazy, but, um, and, and like my anxiety was, you know, a lot of times so heightened that it like those points were very, very difficult for me to do that. Cause I literally thought like I was losing my mind or, or, you know, I was going to lose control or whatever it was that I was, you know, irrationally thinking at the time. Um, but I still did it. And that was how I got to the point where I'm at now where anxiety is, a very, very minute part of my life now. That's awesome. Yeah. It's when you're trying to solve it, it creates the deeper spiral for sure. And, and it's also not for me, it's external when I'm trying to solve a lot of times, it's not, it's like, how do I get this person to tell me what I need them to tell me? And it is the control versus when you just sit and you're like, well, then it's just mine. And I'm just going to be like, it's a more internal process. I love that. I love hearing you talk about it too, Judy, because knowing you, it's like, obviously you're a human, so you're allowed to have all of the things and you do own that anxiety, but I, I have never really experienced you being that. And it, it just means a lot to me because there's things that people look at me and go, there's no way that you have that level of like that voice in your head that's telling you mean things or that level of sadness in you. And it's like, but I do. And it just makes me feel more normal. So I, I love <laughs> when you talk about it. So thank you. Um, okay. So to just land these three um, things to set up this space, um, I just want to ground that this conversation to Judy's point is recognizing that presence is simple and Sometimes it isn't easy. And can we allow that for today, for this space, can we allow ourselves the um, invitation to recognize that it's okay for it to be simple and not easy? Um, the other thing is, can we for today consider presence from a standpoint of, like, we will talk about the concept of it, we are talking about the concept of it, but the actual reality of presence, um, there's a difference between like understanding the intellectualized idea of presence versus actually being in the reality of it. And so those are kind of two different things. Um, and today, right now, we're kind of talking about it. Some of us are kind of experiencing it. And we're going to work through actually what we say dropping into the body to experience what it might feel like, or how we might be able to start recognizing what it is to feel presence versus just know it as a concept. And then the third thing to consider is that presence 
what if it is embracing all of what's here now? And we kind of alluded to that a little bit with acknowledging that Janelle sitting with her anxiety, that is actually present, being present to it. Um, what is that? What does it feel like in your body? What do you hear when you're in that space? Like really gathering a depth of understanding of all that is here right now as it is um, versus trying to be in that owned out place where it's like, I've cleared the slate and there's nothing here. Like we're really talking about a presence that embraces right now what is here without trying to change it or fix it or, or honestly, even the other sides overly celebrated. It's like, there's this surrender, this embracing this, um, I think equanimity is a word that I've heard a lot of that I try to play with. Whereas like recognizing the judgment either way and instead just really be with all that is. Is there anything that you would add to that, Judy? Um, I think you actually said it really, really well. Um, I think that, again, you know, this idea of presence being off in a corner is, is I think, a kind of a common misconception of it. So I really appreciate that messaging of embrace everything um, that you're experiencing. And as terrifying as that can be, I think it's it actually empowers you so much more. Yeah, we some, I, I, and then we'll move on to like the, question, the reflection, but um, we often talk, actually, there will be a podcast that goes live. We've recorded, it hasn't gone live, it's going to go live. And we talk about seeing and being seen and the power of witnessing and what happens there when you're able to witness another person or feel witnessed. Um, and the burden that it releases and the shame that it releases just and play with that. That's how it's, that's how we have talked about how it feels for us. And this almost feels a little bit similar of like witnessing the depth and the nuance to where you are allows you to truly see and almost not have to carry or hide anything. You get to be fully there. I don't know. I just came up. So I'm sharing that. All right. You want to kick off our first reflection question, Judy? Sure. So our first reflection question is why presence and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck I love cares? this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the reason why this question I think is so important is because, you know, we can tell you that presence is helpful and that it works, you know, it helped us work through things, but it's really important that you take a moment for yourself and say, why would I want to even think about this practice? And then, um, you know, and, and what are, what are my reasons around it? So take a moment and um, answer that question for yourselves. We're going to encourage you to hit pause. And once you've answered the questions, feel free to hit play and the workshop will continue. Awesome. So, um, who wants to share? I can go. I, it was weird because I know from do like <laughs> creating this workshop, what I, what I think I'm supposed to say, but I'm going to say what actually came up. So it calms me down. Um, it sets up this like default baseline for myself. So it's not that it, it, it just like keeps me in the practice of 
like presence beget begets presence almost. So it kind of sets up a, a default that calms me down. It also lets me see more clearly. So I feel like when I'm able to like invite presence, like things come, can come into focus more and I'm not so like lost in like, where am I supposed to look? What am I, what's here? What's, um, so it kind of like focuses my lens. Um, and then I wrote down, <laughs> it gives me something to do instead of worry. So it's like, it gives me something if I'm sitting with something that I don't know really what to do. It's like, it's a thing that I can do instead of worrying. So it's like an alternative thing that ultimately ends up allowing me to come back to myself if I have a sincerity with it. So that's what I wrote down. I love that. Janelle, do you have, did you want to share? Yeah, I can go next. I'm also, I'm the worst podcast host. I just turned the heater on so you're going to hear it in the background, but I'm freezing. So you're going to hear some like <laughs> Um Okay. So when I first answered this question, um, I don't know, I saw it and I was like, who does care about presence? And I'm like, okay, just kidding. I do, but I feel like I'm, I have a little rebellion against it. Um, but then I started writing and it actually came pretty easy. I said, because I want to actively live my life, not run away from it. I don't want to numb out or avoid. I do want to be seen and that requires seeing myself. And a lot of times I see myself in actually being present um, in what I am experiencing. And if I can see myself, then that means I can also be open to allowing others to see me too. I love that. I love that both of you kind of touched on that clarity piece of, of seeing. I did not go there at all. So that, I love that. It's cool. Um, I'll share. So to me, presence gives me a better experience of life, a more full experience of life. It's like Janelle said, I don't run away from the things that, it's almost like I almost dive in more deeply to the things that I'm afraid of or that are not great or, or whatever. And I, it allows me that, that ex different experience. Um, and I, the, to answer the who cares <laughs> piece of it, I put, I care. And then people around me care too, I think, because where, where I kind of went was it, it creates more connection for me. When I'm present, I have more connection to myself. Um, and I, I think, Rachel, you shared a little bit of that too. But then it also feels like when I'm present, I can connect to people better. And I can connect to situations. And I can connect to experiences. And maybe there is some sense of clarity in there for me. Also, as, as I'm saying, talking through it, I'm like, oh, maybe I am speaking kind of about the same thing. Um, but that, I think, is the more that I practice the the easier it gets throughout um, my day-to-day -day experiences. And then the other piece of it is I understand the physiological side of being present and kind of the shift in the neural pathways. And so I see it as, as a health benefit um, for, for myself. And, and so um, that, that's another reason why I, I like the practice of it. I love that reminder of, it's just, even though we've been doing this podcast for a while and like I've been in this work for a while, I'm still really programmed to think that what brings me health is the, the food that I eat and if I work out. <laughs> but there's so much, 
I know that there's so much more. And so it's like a good reminder of like, just it, the expansion of my default narratives. So. Awesome. All right. So no matter what you wrote, there's no right or wrong answer. And when, and so we just wanted to throw some, some other thoughts that we came up with prior to, um, to creating this workshop that felt important to ponder and try them on and see what you think about them. Um, so presence being the ultimate conduit vehicle for your resourcefulness, creativity, and possibility. Uh, this is something that I play with as a coach. Um, and personally, I have found that when I can drop into the present moment, I have access to so much more because I'm not worrying about the future or the past, or I'm here with what is, I'm recognizing the resources that are, and I'm able to like, I don't know, it feels like there's a clear space to be able to play and to access things. Like I'm kind of fully on and the resources are available for me to do with what I want. Um, I think this also can get from a spiritual standpoint, can get into access to something that may be beyond. I know a lot of times um, I cannot, Big Magic, who wrote that book? I cannot think of her name right now. I can't think eat, of pray, name. love. Yeah, I can't. Okay, uh, Gilbert, I can't Elizabeth, Gilbert, Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> I think she talks about that a little bit, where she becomes like the channel or the vessel or the vehicle, and and I feel like it almost for me can be this space when you drop in of like your system's fully online, it's ready, and you can receive. And so um, take that or leave that if spirituality is in your in your toolkit. Um, but I, I found that. Um, um, Rachel, I would, yeah. I would, I definitely agree with that. And whether or not you call it spirituality or, or just intuition, I think mm -hmm. that being in the present moment allows you that, that ability to tap into, even if you're not comfortable with the, the spirituality side of things, but that, that intuition, kind of that innate knowing that, that I believe that we all have that, you know, kind of GPS system that guides us. Um, I think that that is absolutely one of the reasons why I practice presence. And that's one of the reasons why I do my meditation for sure. Because yeah. of that reason is that connection to those insights and um, awarenesses and, and intuition and spiritual connection that comes in. Yeah. Which just came through to me as you were talking was um, even just from an energetic standpoint, it's like everything totally. is energy. And if I am, if I'm not actually plugged into the present moment, I am, there's a wall, there's a block. There's actually like a block to life that is energy that is flowing. And so even just from that standpoint, the energy that around, that is around us, when we allow ourselves to be fully present, we have access to all that energy that exists, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Do you want to speak to the bridge? Sure. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And this is one of the, the pieces that I love because we, when I work with clients so many times, I, I've heard people say, well, you know, I did all of the right things and I got to where I wanted to go and I was successful. And you know what, the way I kind of like describe it is they forgot to bring themselves with them. 
So they were like doing all of these things and, and, and yet they get there and they, they still don't really feel in their bodies or they feel like they're kind of outside of themselves. And so when I think about presence as being the bridge and, and um, it allows you to kind of stay in the moment. Um, it's not that you let go of your vision right? We all have a vision for where we want to go and, and what we want to do and where we want to be. Um, but when I'm, when I'm outsourcing my, uh, my awareness to that vision, I'm no longer in the present moment. And so presence allows us to bridge that gap. It, it's when I can stay in the moment of where I am. And I know when I talk about this, some people get nervous about being complacent. Um, and, and like, well, I can't do that because then I'm not going to get to where I want to be. I have to be thinking out here and, you know, in front of me. And so, um, you know, what presence actually does is it allows you to experience what you want to experience in the present moment. And then that keeps you within yourself so that as you're moving forwards towards your vision, you're experiencing and, and bringing yourself with you. What I also just heard while you were talking was it invites the release of the pressure of time constraint. Absolutely. So it's, yeah, it's like, instead of worrying that I'm here and I'm not there where I'm supposed to be, or we're not there yet or whatever, it like invites the release of that to just allow what is knowing that you have dreams and desires that exist here right now. And so from that, how do I stay with myself in that dream right now? So anyways, that just came up for me. I was like, yeah, I, cool. I like that. I like that you said that because what, what the way that I experience it, and I, I'm hoping that I can articulate this, but some people might be like, no, that you're not like, I don't get it. <laughs> but the way that I experience this, when I'm in the present moment, even though I have this vision of what I what I, um, you know, have in the, the supposed future, right? If we believe in time constraints, then what happens is it almost as if that vision comes towards me, right? Yes. Okay. So you get that? I mean, <laughs> I, Rachel gets I, it. I do. I don't know. If you <laughs> Danelle gets it. I do. Is, okay. okay. I'm an angry therapist. Uh, it's like attracting, <laughs> the attracting versus chasing. Like yes. when you're chasing it in the future versus like when you're in the moment, you're attracting it. Well, it's funny that you say the chasing because it almost makes it feel like when you said that, I almost like get this sense of that I'm pushing it away when I'm chasing it. Totally. You know? Yeah. Well, because there's such yeah. a, there, and it's funny when you think about manifestation, which we're not talking about now, but I'm no. going to talk about it, <laughs> right. is like there's a trust in being able to just be here with all of it that is and to be again without the time constraints it's like if you're here and this dream is alive and well within you but time isn't an issue what step is appropriate for you to be on for that dream to be coming to life right now it's like that is manifestation so it is kind of interesting it is. Well, I, it, it reminds me a little bit of, we can kind of take it a little mainstream, right? I mean, manifestation is mainstream now, yeah. more and more mainstream, <laughs> but um, 
at least in my world, I don't know about everywhere, but um, we can even take it a little bit more mainstream and, and say like, you know, you put the suit on or the dress on for what you want to be, right? And so it's kind of like, it could be like that too, you know, it's like, what is the, who do I be right now in the present moment? Well, if I want to be this thing that I see outside of myself, be it now, you know, and so that's, that's another way to think about the, it, it coming to you versus chasing after it. Because if I'm chasing after it, that means that I'm, I'm not it. And so, because, and it's outside of me. Well, and my next point, I think dovetails really well into the connection of self piece, which is in that statement. Yes. And if I am trying to force myself into something that doesn't actually fit me, that is not what we are talking about totally it's like absolutely yeah so it's like yes what is the what is the the edge the being edge that you can find to step into right now that is actually present and connected to yourself Mm -hmm. right now um and so presence really there is the connection to self and the holding of the dreams that are in your current reality and recognizing when it starts to go into like forced or fantasy land, mm-hmm. because when it's there, you're not actually present anymore. And I, I play with this a ton because fantasy is a huge coping mechanism of mine that has allowed me to um, survive <laughs> a lot of things. And, and it became so, I was so good at it. I am so good at it that I have deployed it in times when I didn't, I wasn't surviving. And so presence has really been a play in playing on that edge of, um, how do I, how do I own the, my edge without into fantasy land and losing my connection to reality and my ability to actually make things happen in the resourcefulness that is right now. I I think you described that really well, Rachel, in terms of um, when I when I think about like being in the fantasy land, to me that still is outside of yourself. And, and and what I heard you say was, you know, when I play in that space, I know that I'm actually not in the creation space. I'm in the dreaming space, and those are two very different spaces. Yeah, and again, not that dreaming is inappropriate, but no. when I'm numb, when it's a numbing, or when I'm right. using it to distract then you know that's not serving me as well as it could if i'm trying you know depending on what i'm trying to do cool so we're gonna drop it in now and invite you to practice actually having an experience of presence or tapping into what your unique experience of presence is um discernment is a word that I never really played with much until I met Thrive, the Thrive team. And I love it. Um, discernment is being able to take what, take these concepts, take these universal truths, takes these ma- you know, mass produced ideas and try it on for yourself and be like, what of this does actually feel true to me? You know, the book that you read versus the firsthand experience. So we're going to do the firsthand experience right now and see what comes up. And so I'm going to invite everybody to answer the first three questions under discernment of a unique experience. So when, when in the last week did you realize that you were not present and how did you know? When did you feel you were present? How did you know? 
And then from that or in addition, what is your experience of being present? What are your markers? What are the indicators of your own presence? And then leave the last question. We'll, we'll do that later. We're going to encourage you to hit pause. And once you've answered the questions, feel free to hit play and the workshop will continue. You all ready? I am. You need a little more time. You good? Okay. And I'm gonna say instead of like, you know, having to go through all the details, just big picture, you know, what what did you take away from that experience? What was that like? So I um for me I think that it was kind of really cool to think about the times when I wasn't present and I was immediately able to say my experience of it because I know that many or what my biggest indicator would be anxiety for me like if I'm feeling anxious about something or stressed about something I know that I'm not present and so that's probably my biggest key indicator I know that a lot of times there are a lot of people who don't experience anxiety. So I'm very completely different than, than that. But for me, that, that was kind of the, it was, I was surprised at how quick that came out for me, even though it's like cognitively, I know that. Um, the, and then the, the other thing that I'd like to say is when I experience presence, it feels like flow for me. And, and the, the times that I experience it, uh, probably the most, uh, clear or the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just the, the time that I, that I understand it or know it the most is when I'm in client work because I, there's, there's a, a visceral experience of presence that I have. And I, and I don't necessarily take that with me in my day to day, like outside of my client work. But when I am in client work, I'm kind of locked and loaded and engaged and in flow and connected and, and all of that. And so that, that to me is one of the reasons why I absolutely love what I do is because I get to experience that experience in connection with others. So um, those were uh, some fun awarenesses that came out for me because I, you know, I haven't really sat down and done these particular questions before. You go. I feel like a lot flowing on this so this is very relevant for me um the theme that i had in all the questions is really trust and control like generally when i'm present i i have a sense of trust that things will work out that i'm where i'm supposed to be like and can more so focus on me and how i want to show up um and when i'm not present i feel like a lot of times it, it is tied to like me wanting to control things that are outside of myself. So controlling the outcome of, um, you know, applying for a job, controlling the outcome of what I want a relationship to look like and how that other person shows up in a relationship. Um, and so as I was going through these, it kind of comes back to something I, I started to say at the beginning of the podcast from probably our intention setting workshop. It was like celebrate and detach. And that I, I think for me is presence. It's like being able to celebrate the moment that I'm in and then detach from whatever 
else is coming my way. Like that is presence for me. And the celebration doesn't have to be like, hey, I'm sad. And this is the best experience of being sad ever, but also just like, okay, I, so, you know, I don't, maybe celebration isn't always the right word, but like acknowledgement and detach, um, and sometimes celebrate and detach. I love that. Um, I really honed in on the markers piece. Like that was pretty cool. I'm definitely still learning. Uh, I have realized this year that I have spent a majority of my life in survival mode, which it has been fluctuating between a state of fighting, flighting, or freezing. <laughs> like, I didn't know there was another state that you could be in. And so as I've started to learn to cultivate, um, I, I call it safety, cultivate me being okay to be me as a moment, um, I've noticed that my body markers, so my body has been like a really key component in that. Um, I basically did really couldn't feel a lot from like the heart down. And so as I've started to play with this, I feel like the bottom, what, I mean, that's more than half of my body can't has, is coming back online. And so like wiggling my toes is something that I really will do to check in like, Oh, have I even like been connected to the bottom, my bottom half in a while? Um, and so a lot of my markers were around my body. So my speech actually changes. I can feel body sensations. Like when I am not present, I tend to have tightness, um, constriction, burning sensation in my eyes and uh, pain in the back of my head. So I've just been paying attention to that, which, um, and what other signals exist. Um, but it usually shows up as self-doubt. So self-doubt was the thing when I find myself in self-doubt, that's a very clear indicator that I'm not present, but the body signals um, have been a really, really other, other way for me to tell like what's here. Um, and so I kind of can't bypass. If I know self-doubt and my body, those body triggers or those body signals, if I now know that that means I'm not present or I'm in a survival state, um, it's easier for me to like do the things that I need to, to take care of myself. Whereas before I kind of just like ignored it and was just like, I got to keep going too bad. Now I know you are in a state of survival, even if it doesn't feel like it, because it's not maybe as extreme. Cause I still have extremes in the survival feelings, even though it might be a, a, a nuanced survival state, you are there. So what can you do now before it becomes, it's screaming at you. So that kind of came up for me in this. Cool. So whatever your experience of this was, I would say this is, this is the practice. It's like reflecting is such a cool thing because we have all these data points that we experience every single second. And so the ability to reflect on even the last hour can be a, um, a practice of discerning what your unique experience in being in presence is for you. And, and because the practice of presence is recognizing that it's out of presence, in presence, there's a whole gamut to pay attention to. And so um, 
I, 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 we highly encourage you if, if called and even if not, maybe challenge yourself to, to reflect on, on your own unique experience of presence and just play with it and see, see what comes up for you. And so with that, I will invite the last question of this series, which is what could you do to be more present right now in this space? If you were going to invite more presence in right now, what would that look like? So maybe just reflect on that a little bit. We're going to encourage you to hit pause. And once you've answered the questions, feel free to hit play and the workshop will continue. All right. That one can be a quick one because it doesn't have to be super crazy. Um, and I just love to hear one thing that each of you put because yes. I want to steal them. <laughs> I just put breathe and center to my breath. Um, that, that is a quick, just a really quick tool to be able to come back to present for me. I, I had that, but also a different one. Um, I said trust. Like, I think when I'm in the moments where I'm spiraling out of control, just like asking myself, do you trust that? Do you trust yourself? And do you trust that this will work out? And if I can answer yes, like that brings me back to the present moment. Yeah. I said, breathe, put my hand on my heart and wiggle my toes. That's I, play. <laughs> I love that. Wiggle your toes. That's awesome. I am going to steal that one, Rachel. Yeah. That's good. My therapist is always like, have you wiggled your toes yet in this session? And I'm like, no, I have not. I am doing it now. <laughs> yeah. Judy, do you want to speak to the practice piece? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I actually come from a sports coaching background also. Uh, so coaching is kind of like in my life. Um, and so I really like to think of things as a practice and presence is no different for me in that. Um, the bullet points say, you know, it's not a sustained place. You have to keep centering back to it. You know, this is, again, Rachel and I kind of talked about it, that it does, you do get better at it. I do believe that I am better at presence now than I ever have been. Um, and at the same time, I still have, a, you know, more to go. I, I don't think that there's a, I mean, I think that there are some people who are way better at presence than I am. And, um, but I don't believe that there is anybody that is perfectly 100% present all the time. And so I don't think that that's necessarily the goal. Um, but I do think that, cause I'm not necessarily a goal oriented person. Uh, but I do, I do it because of the, you know, if the longer I practice it, the more I practice it, the more sustainable it becomes for me. Um, it's not a 10 minute sit and done. It's just, again, it's, you have to decide and keep choosing to do it in every single moment. Um, you have to make that decision, just like wiggle your toes, just like go into trust. Those are choices and decisions that are made in each moment. And then it can be a difficult place and that's okay. It can be super, super difficult. When we're, when you're, I, I kind of like to think of it as like muddled, you know, I have everything else kind of maybe coming down on me or um, feeling just very much uh, like takes priority and, and all of that. And, and sometimes it can be really hard to remember even to, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do that practice of presence and that's actually going to make this better. It can be really difficult to shift out of that other experience that you're having. And so <clears throat> intentional growth requires deliberate practice is one thing that we say at, at Thrive. And so if you can be intentional about it and, and deliberately practice it, it will get better and more expansive for you. 
Yeah, what came up for me was um, like writing a book or running a marathon isn't just about that finish line. When you cross the finish line, it's like all the things leading up to it. And so I kind of think about that as, or right now I'm realizing that the practice of presence, it is a practice. And so therefore, even in those moments where you're feeling out of presence, that is part of it too. It's like acknowledging that it is the ability to recognize and then to sit with and, um, so yeah, I just, a that felt important yeah, I, for me. To I think vocalize. that, you know, when you talk about the finish line, it's also about not, you know, when you finish the race, you don't just stop. There's another race that you're going to run. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. And so, so it's all of that beforehand it's during, and yeah. then it's, you know, afterwards you, it's not like, Oh, I, I'm done now. Yeah. It's a part, <laughs> yeah. It's a part of the process of presencing. Mm-hmm includes these other elements that seem out of presence because we can't be present 100% of the time. And so part of the practice of presencing is acknowledging the cycle that Mm -hmm. we are. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes being present is being in the cycle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's make it yours. Um, So we're going to land this thing. Um, On the last page, what do you want to remember from this workshop today or this time today? And then I am, and say what truly is here right now, and then how you'll live it, how will you cultivate presence in your life moving forward? I'll just give a few minutes. We're gonna encourage you to hit pause, and once you've answered the questions, feel free to hit play, and the workshop will continue. All right, it looks like you guys are ready. Is that true? That's true. Okay. Fast. <laughs> this one I don't feel easy. called. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I can go ahead and share. Um, what just came through to me is like, I am okay. And mm-hmm. like, just across the board, like, what do I want to remember from today? I am. How will I cultivate presence? <laughs> I am okay. Um, just rank true. And then the other thing is, I want to remember the cycle of presence that we just talked about. That was like a cool reminder for me when I start to go into perfectionism, so. Mine was similar. I wrote, I am right where I need to be and I'm still anxious, because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, and then just pausing, breathing, coming back to trust and letting go of control is what I really want to remember from today. Love that. I want to remember wiggle the toes. <laughs> I just think that that is such a <laughs> great uh, kind of bringing, bringing you out. Of, how often do we think about our toes, right? Breath is the thing that we think about, but now I'm going to be thinking about my toes. So I appreciate that. Um, and I went with, I am present. And that was the thing that came up. And it, I definitely feel more present now than I did in the beginning. Um, so that's awesome. And then the way I want to cultivate it is in, to increase my awareness. So become more aware of when I'm not present and um, that's, that will help me then to continue to, to recenter by wiggling my toes, toes and breathing. <laughs> it's the best. It makes it not so serious too. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I take things really seriously. So. Oh, good reminder. 
love yeah, it. so thank thank you everyone who um, is here and is playing and playing with this and playing with us. Um, and please reach out if you have any questions or thoughts. Um, I know Judy is absolutely available. Um, I am, I know Janelle would be too. Um, we love talking about this stuff and it isn't like a, okay, we're done. It's an ongoing playground. And so, man, even if somebody wants to come on the podcast and talk more with us about presence, we would be so game. So just email us. <laughs> Janelle's happy. Yeah. But so that concludes our workshop. Um, definitely more of the experiential one. And hopefully that kind of gives you a sense of how you can even maybe start playing with other things in your life from an experiential standpoint versus just the conceptual, um, which I think we don't, we don't often do. So thank you for everyone on that. And as Rachel said, this concludes our last pre-recorded workshop of 2020. Again, make sure that you are on our mailing list, following us on Instagram to get more information on promotions related to our live workshops that are coming up in 2021. We would love to have you join us. As always, this has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. We are beyond delighted that you've joined us. We'll see you next time.